tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own Explosive Entertainment. Explosive Entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 66-0. We made it this far. I thought the 50 mark was big and the last 10 have been virtual. Maybe more than the last 10 are virtual. But uh, Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 60. We've got Dylan Weissman in the house. I think we have to change our intro that says your host, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. Now we have to add Dylan to this. Well, I think we should Um, Maybe we'll get rid of me. Whatever, man. Dylan's been doing the bulk of the work. Yes, he sure has. Um, and, and, you know, behind scenes, we've got a, a very important guest that, uh, you know, I'd like to introduce uh, Beth Desmond of the Mitzvah List. Dylan, if you could make her laugh. Hi, Beth. Hi, everyone. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and we're excited to have you. So, Beth, you met Jordan recently on a similar style cast. So, uh, Jordan, if you want to tell the tape a little bit and then uh, Beth, run from there. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, I got an email uh, from our good friend, Jeff Green, who runs 84 West uh, out of Florida. Um, and he was having, they started a mitzvah cast as well and, and talking shop and talking the industry and uh, cool traits and inner tips. And they were like, hey, Jordan, you want to be on? We're going to do it. I'm like, and you'll have a bunch of other people with you. Uh, Mark Jason, um, one of our partner over at Total Entertainment uh, was one of them. And I was like, sure. And sure enough, uh, you know, Beth was part of the panel and I am a huge Huge follower and lover of Mitzvah List. If you guys aren't following Thank the Mitzvah you. List Instagram, yo, your IG is super on point, beautiful colors. I'll let you get into all that in a Thank second. You. Like great industry tips and traits. And if you're not following Mitzvah List and you are either planning an event, you're getting ready to plan a Mitzvah, it could be your fourth one. It doesn't matter. There are so many. It doesn't have to be a Mitzvah either. It can be applied to yeah. so many other things. Yeah. Any so, event. Such a pleasure to meet you. And uh, I was psyched. I knew like that was my one takeaway from, from that too. I'm like, I got to get on with Beth. I'm like, I want to bring her on to our show. So it was cool to have, you know, uh, Jeff be able to segue that and us be able to have, uh, you know, this great cast with you today. So thank you. So Beth, why don't you, why don't you start from the very beginning? Cause now our, our audience knows how, how, why we love you, but I think it's really important that you tell, cause Mitzvah is such a powerful resource, such a powerful resource that I think that our, our guest needs the 10,000 foot overview of why we love it. So if you don't mind, hey, hey, take it away and let us know what you're what we're looking at here. Okay, well, I don't exactly know what the question was because it was just breaking up on my end. I don't know what was going on with my internet. So did you ask a little bit about what Mitzvah List is and all that kind of stuff for to fill yeah. the viewers in? Okay, yeah. perfect. So Mitzvah List started about five years ago, and it was truly just a place for people to register their bar and bat mitzvah dates to avoid conflicts because different schools have their own lists. But at the time, my daughter was getting her bat mitzvah date, and she was involved in a million other activities. So we wanted a global list that everyone could go on and register their date to avoid conflict. So it started as just that. And then it grew into we have now a vendor directory. We have featured events. We have once you register your date, you start getting timeline reminders to tell you what to do next in the planning process and which vendors to use. So right there you can see is um, you can search a date, a child's name, school, camp, synagogue, 
all different things to make sure that you don't have conflicts, which is actually a huge thing right now because with everyone switching their dates, they definitely need to update on mitzvah list and make sure see who else's dates are the same. And we are nationwide. So we have people all over the country. There's actually people out of the country that are on mitzvah list also. So we also have our Facebook page and we have our Instagram, which is really one of the best places that you can go um, on Instagram um, to see like the hottest new trends in um, bar and mitzvahs. So, you know, there's all different things on there. Most of the things are over the top, wow factor types of things that, you know, um, are trendy and current. And it's not to say um, that you have to necessarily do everything that's on there. But even if you see something that you like and you take a little bit of this and a little bit of that or something just as an inspiration, that's really what our Instagram is about. So you Beth, can see I, on our Instagram. And your, your newest post, Beth, right there, like that Travis Scott, that Astro World one you guys just posted was absolutely insane, Dylan. I don't know if you could bring that first one up. The, the it's Astro so World cool. One. And I, I guess so the, huge. the um, they had like that humongous and it was supposed to look like Travis Scott. It was actually the, the yeah. Mitzvah Boy. It was like an inflatable thing, which is so cool. That looks so, just like his Astro World concerts. So that that piece right there on the front one, Dylan, that top one, a very, the top the very top. This is, it's a screen recording. Oh, it's okay. just recording. I don't know if you're manually doing it, but uh, yeah, awesome. Like, and totally to scale, like the colors, everything is amazing. Right. We just love anything over the top, anything that'll give people ideas and inspiration. Um, you know, it just, if you're looking for different things and new ideas, Mitzvah is a great place for you to go for inspiration. So Beth, I want to hang for one second. The, the very first thing you were talking about was the actual list and how it started and I want to talk about the importance of that because I, I know certain towns have lists, but you, so you are, correct me if I'm wrong, you're national. So we people are. anywhere can, can you explain the importance of this and why families should kind of register their, their date? Sure. Because if you want people to attend your event, then you want to register your date because I'm mean, nothing would be worse than planning this over the top, amazing, beautiful, even if it's a scaled down event, that you want all of your friends and family at, and there's another conflicting party the same day, and you know your people either have to split their time or not not attend your event at all because they have to go to someone else's. So um, registering your date is great because it avoids conflicts, but it also helps you with planning because we send monthly timeline reminders telling you what to do next in the planning process. So if your event is you know, a month or a year out and it will say time to, and I, and I don't know off the top of my head, but let's just say a year out time to book your photographer or time to do this or, you know, it will keep you on track. So especially if you don't have a party planner, it helps you make sure that you get everything done that you need to in the, you know, sequence that you're supposed to do it. Sorry. I, I, I want to just harp on that importance because I hear as a, as a, you know, industry professional, I hear all the time clients calling, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. We just found out that, you know, uh, Johnny's friend in the same school or the same camp has a, uh, another bar mitzvah that same day. And, and all of a sudden, you know, now there's this hysteria of should we change our times or, you know, what's going to happen if half of the kids leave with an hour left of the party or, you know, there's a lot of complications. So for the families that are planning, which is, you know, our main target in this audience, that is so vital to know, I want to say your competition. I mean, and maybe that's not the right word, but, you know, who else is celebrating in the same town the same time? That is 
a big part of your planning process. And, and you know, I, I've seen families that work really well together and say, hey, listen, since our kids are sharing the Bema together and some of the bigger temples are going to do two or three at the same time, the families will say, listen, why don't you do the night and we'll do the day or you do Saturday and we'll do Sunday and work it out amongst yourselves so that you're not competing. Right. And you don't want to compete with someone else for people to be at your event. But even now, it's even more important for you to register your date because all the people March, April, May and June, there's four months of people who are rescheduling their dates. So now all those people are going to be September, October, November and next, you know, into even the following year. So you need to make sure that there's not conflicts, especially someone who's had the date for three or four years. You don't want to take over their date so that no one goes to their event. Right. Yeah, big point. And Beth, and Beth, really quick too, like, so all of this content and everything you guys put out is amazing. And the platform and just the ability to have a digital planner, so to speak, where'd all this come from? Where, how did you get this evil brainchild to like put such a, put such a cool concept together? It really just started with, um, you know, having a place to register dates because of my daughter's bat mitzvah. And it grew from there. You know, someone, once I had everyone's dates, there were vendors that contacted me that wanted to, you know, they wanted to buy my list, which it's all private. So I don't sell anyone's information, but I do have people's information, but it's, it's, it's you know, stays so that um, things are searchable dates so that right. if you have a different geographic area or a different camp, those kinds of things you can search. But um, it just started from there. And then once we did, we started our vendor directory. We started sending weekly emails about bar mat mitzvah related topics where we interview different people and send out articles that are helpful to mitzvah planning parents. So a lot of parents say that they save our articles. And when the time comes to, let's just say, find a photographer, they'll refer back to our what to look for when hiring a photographer email to see the things that they should look for. So, you know, we, we really try to help parents plan. We try to help them, you know, give them ideas try to avoid conflicts, tell them what to do next in the planning process. You know, we have a vendor directory that we really only use, ven have vendors on there that are vendors that I would personally use at my son or daughter's bar about mitzvah. So we have had vendors that I've taken off of there or that I've said, no, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. But we, right. you know, we want to make sure that everyone that's involved in mitzvah list is a legitimate company that does good work. Awesome. So you're, you're based out of Michigan, right? Yes, we are. What, what is the mitzvah market like out there? I mean, since you're in this, you probably know national trends. Um, I, I know that I don't know much about the Michigan market. So quick overview. It's You know what? It's similar to a lot of other markets, probably not as over the top as, you know, New York or Florida, you know, some of those events. But there's a lot of over the top ones in Michigan, too. And, um, you know, I think that a lot of the trends in Michigan are not necessarily the, you know, the crazy fancy parties, more casual parties at different venues that are not like the typical ballroom type of venues. Um, you know, we're actually seeing a lot in Michigan, even before COVID, a lot of Friday night parties is a huge trend um, to do a service on Friday night uh, um, and then have the kids go by bus to a short, uh, shorter party, sometimes at, you know, typical bar bat mitzvah venue or other times at, you know, some places different. Like I did my son's on a Friday night. It was um, at a trampoline park and Ninja Warrior play course. Nice. He also wanted to go on a trip. So we did something a little bit more low key and it was great. The kids loved it. It was a shorter party. 
you know, sometimes a five hour party is too long. So, we, you we know, talk about it all the time. Yep. Right. So it. a lot of times four hours mm -hmm. is good, sometimes even shorter. It just really depends on the kid and what you have going on at the event. Can, can we talk about Friday night for just a second? Because sure. we, we have a lot of clients moving to Fridays and they're hesitant. So what was your experience? And, and you know, it seemed to work for you. I loved it. It was great. We had a um, Friday night dinner before just with, you know, close family and friends. We had the service after. It was an eight o'clock service. It was over at nine. And then the kids were bused to the venue and it was about two hours that they were there. And it was great. It was, you know, it's fun. It's different. It's, you know, everyone seemed to like it. Nice. And was it during the summer since it was late? No, it was, it was um, December. Okay. Wow. Yes. Awesome. So <clears throat> I got a question for you, Beth. Um, a lot of families are reaching out to us and they are, I, I don't want to say panicked, but they are very nervous about having to move their date, maybe even for a second or a third time. What is your experience right now with your um, with your list and, and the way that, that application runs? Uh, are you seeing that more hysteria? And what are you telling families to keep them calm? Yeah, everyone is in the same position. So yes, people are upset. And of course, everyone wanted their event to go the date that they wanted it to be and didn't want this pandemic, but everyone's in the same situation. So people that have asked, I've told them, send the same invitations if you already have the invitations printed. Just put a card in there. Everyone will understand. And you know what? If they don't understand, then they, they shouldn't be at your kid's bar about mitzvah. They're going to care about that. The same thing with favors. If you have them printed already, no one cares that the date on it says November, you know, April 12th or whatever date and it's in November. It doesn't really matter. So just kind of go with the flow. It, no one wants to be in this situation, but I think everyone needs to be flexible and just realize that they're going to have to make, everyone's going to have to make some concessions. Uh, absolutely. I'm, awesome. Well we're, said. We're finding, well said. we're finding that the best resource for our families to use is the vendors that they trust. And, I, sure. can, and, I, and I can tell that the the families that you work with especially in what in the super powerful website that you have that i'm looking at right now it, I, I can only see that it's coming from a place of i've been there i've done that and right. that's really really important so i think that a takeaway for a family who is listening to this now is when you're hiring a vendor and you're saying oh my goodness uh this is the right person for me based on reviews and price point and quality of work it's also a can i call them when i need them can i can i share that experience with them. Of course, absolutely. And that's also another consideration too. If you have, you do need to be flexible, but there are some vendors that you for sure want to use no matter what for your child's bar bat mitzvah. And you have to really, you need to be flexible for that too, because some of the vendors are already booked. People could have booked them for October two years ago and they're already booked. So you just want to make sure that you have flexibility so that you can use the vendors that you wanted to use for your child's bar about mitzvah. Right. And, and best too, to, to, to piggyback off of that. So we've been talking here over the past couple of weeks, um, obviously with the COVID stuff going on um, about reverse planning. Um, what are some ways, obviously we can't, you know, right now do, you know, venue tours, you know, you might not be able to be in the same room as people that you want to, you know, kind of get that feel for. Any tips, tricks, like in working backwards, uh, things that you can give to you know our listeners on, on ways they can be proactive with their planning right now and not get kind of stuck in the rut? 
Well, I know some venues are doing virtual tours so that they you can go through Zoom or other, you know, FaceTime or whatever other virtual thing to actually see venues. But um, as far as, you know, reverse planning, I do understand that as far as the people that have changed their dates, because it's hard to figure out, you know, people are dead set on using using explosive, which I don't blame them. Explosive is amazing, but you only have a limited number of dates that you can give people. So I, I suggest that people call you and say, you know what, I need to switch my date. Give me a couple different dates that you're available so that they can match those dates up with their photographer and their videographer or whatever other, um, you know, vendors that they absolutely want to use. I mean, it's hard right. to find good vendors. I mean, you have good ones. You don't necessarily want to switch and use someone else, but right. sometimes you have to. I'm getting a lot of that guys. And I don't know, Mike, Jordan, we talk every day, but uh, I'm getting a lot of that where they're calling, um, they're calling me and saying, here are 25 dates between now and next yeah. May. Which ones are you available for? Um, um, 25 may be a little bit much, but yes, I, I understand <laughs> that because people want to use, if you find a good vendor, you want to use them. So you see what's available. So I think that uh, a lot of families, um, the way that I, the way that I've been coaching them and guiding them. And look, I want to speak for, for Mike and Jordan. And I, I hope Beth that I'm not out of term here that the families, I want you to call me and ask me these questions. Hey, Dylan, I have 25 dates and I'm freaking out because I don't know which one to pick. Using me and us and each other as resources has been huge. Um, I know that, uh, that for example, and I, I know that I can shout her out because she's a rock star. Um, Dina Bortnichek, she's one of my clients. Um, she says, Dylan, I have like 11 dates and one of them is this August. I'm worried that we're not going to have events in August still. What dates do you have in the future? And what does that look like? And just having that conversation is really, really powerful and really, really impactful. So I don't think that there's any problem with that. We're all, we're all trying to navigate these relatively uncharted rough waters together. So there's no, there's no hurt to say here's 25 different dates now i have limited it to it i say for example i'm getting to my point trust me i'm getting my point so one family gave me 25 dates and i said listen boil it down to your top 15 to 5 10 dates and then i single-handedly came in and said these dates are very busy for us I think that you would be better served for talent purposes, for resource purposes, for X, Y, and Z purposes to consider these dates. And then, and then they came back to me with a super awesome idea, a Google Doodle. It's basically a survey on, uh, on the Google suite, on the G suite, where she says, okay, I'm sending this out to all my vendors, pick and choose your best dates. And now she's collaborating them with her other vendors. I thought, wow, what a great tool. Because the same idea. thing she sent to me, she sent to her photographer, her videographer, her uh, decorator, her um, rabbi. And basically now she's going to be able to cross-pollinate all of them and say, all right, nine out of ten of my vendors is good for March 3rd or whatever it is. Great. There you go. So that's that's going to be your new go-to date, right? Right. And we have had a lot of people who have said that they have more than one date in mind. So the people who have August dates, they may also have a November date that's a possibility too because the August dates may not go. Who knows if the November dates are going to go? No one knows what the future is going to bring. So it's always good to have a plan B or even a plan C 
know, something that's, you know, on the back burner. That's, I mean, that's not to mean that you want to bombard all of your vendors so that you guys are booked every single weekend for the Smith part, you know, Smith bar mitzvah, and you can't book anyone else. But, you know, that way, you know, people have at least some comfort that if their August date does not go forward, they at least have a plan B and possibly a plan C that's in place. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a first writer refusal and it's like a soft hold. And it's something that I tell my families when they give me five dates. I'm like, listen, guys, this is going to change tomorrow and the next day. But I am dedicated to keeping your family in the front of my mind like we are with every one of our families. And you should see my corkboard. It's like loaded up with different dates that are super popular. And I tell them, listen, straight up, this date isn't going to work for you. So it is a give and take. Um, but I know that we're starting to get some questions in on, on the, the board side. I know Mike has a few things. So I think that the big takeaway there is be open, be honest, and be flexible, flexible. with your dates. Absolutely. I, you know, this whole conversation shadows exactly what we started with, Beth, with the, the importance of dates and not having competition. You know, if you pick a less popular date, which might not sound ideal in the long run, it probably is ideal because you'll have more audience that are able to participate and you're going to have better choice of talent. I mean, every company, whether it's photography, whether it's catering, whether it's DJ, they're going to have an A squad, a B squad, and maybe a C squad. And if you're one of 10 events that day, you might not get all A performers that you would have gotten if you picked right. a Friday night or that you would have gotten on that Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, there is the wish for everything to be on a Saturday. But uh, not to say that Friday, Sunday's – well, not to say that Saturdays are going to suffer, but uh, you know, picking an off date, you get more um, talent more than likely and, and less competition. Right. I mean, even even in addition to you know Fridays and Sundays in New York, we've heard of a lot of people doing Thursdays too now. So you know, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be a Friday night event. It's it really it doesn't matter the day that you pick. It's the people. It's the entertainment. It's you know, there's so many factors that go into making an amazing event. It's not just because it's a Saturday night and it's not like people have any more fun on Saturday night than they do on a Friday night or on a Sunday night or even a Sunday afternoon. I mean, everyone has to pick dates that work for them and it's not necessarily the time or the day. It's really who you have and what you have going on at your event. And, and I would say even budgetary, those off dates may save you a fair amount of money. Absolutely. Across the boards, across the boards you could get savings. So very important. Absolutely. So Jordan. <clears throat> yeah. And I was going to say too, just to tie a bow on, on that conversation, I think that it might be tough, but in a sense, falling in love with all your vendors is great, but trying to fall in love with a brand as opposed to a person might help because at this point, you know, again, when dates switch, like having talent that's not available, all of a sudden your rock star photographer is booked, you know, like you're like, oh my God. So you know, it's tough, obviously, when it comes to entertainment. I know people, you know, in our neck of the woods, you know, fall in love with their entertainers or specific people that they want there showcased, uh, you know, on their day. But knowing that you have a brand, I know that our clients right now are finding comfort um, in calling, knowing that, hey, Jordan, I know you're booked. Okay, cool. So uh, tell me about Mike Schaefer. Uh, let me know Dylan's schedule. You know, let me know uh, what Joe Ramondi's got going on. You know, we have, you know, the depth to kind of keep pushing. So, you know, kind of making sure that that's in, in the forefront is also a, a cool key if, if you can do that, if you can manage that. Absolutely. It's important to to know that you need to be a little bit flexible and just because you wanted, you know, one entertainer, you can't, you know, it's, 
you know, if you trust a company like Explosive, you have multiple entertainers. They're all amazing. So maybe there's someone else that you're going to have to use instead of the person that you necessarily wanted. But it's not going to make your event any less than what it was going to be. Right. Awesome. So we'll, we'll segue into our next point. That's awesome. I love it. And uh, we wanted to talk about trends. Like, so you're the Instagram site, your Facebook have all these big, beautiful, bold, incredible pictures. Um, where do you kind of see the event industry going? What's the next big move? What are people starting to do? Uh, ideas, tips? I mean, it's all bigger is always better, yeah. at least, you know, as far as mitzvah list goes, we, you know, we love over the top and amazing events. So anything that's different. And I think a lot of it is also finding what is unique to your kid. So just because, you know, off white, may be a cool theme and a cool trend for you to have. If your kid doesn't like off white, don't do an off white theme party, do something that's, you know, for your kid, you can see actually, um, off white clothing guys, by the way, for everybody listening, just in case. <laughs> Off right there, you know, <laughs> and the Astro World thing, you know, if someone's a Travis Scott fan, that's great for them. But if you're not, yeah. you know, it's not a great theme. Or there was, you know, a really cool um, party that I just featured that so was sick. like a Tokyo video game theme party that was so cool that, you know, it was like Love making that. video games cool. So, you know, you just have to find what works for your kid. And I think really that's, you know, what you should focus on instead of what anyone else is doing. But, you know, always something different. We love the wow factor, something, you know, over the top or, you know, different is always, you know, appreciated. And when kids go to, you know, 80 to 100 bar moments was per year, they want something different. Otherwise, right. it's the same thing over and over again. It's the same, the same format, most parties. I mean, it's the, you know, a DJ and dancing and, you know, they look for something that's a little bit different. Now we can, speak can about wow factor. Yeah, go, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I, there, you, there's two pictures on your uh, Instagram of face masks at parties, and I believe at least one of them was you know comical. Um, do you? And they both are. Excuse me. That that that's a yarmulke, and the other one you know was a like a branded one. Do you I, think that's the reality? So. Beth, really quick, Mike's asking this because a couple weeks ago I said I loved that when you posted that yarmulke picture. I'm like, yo, check this out. This is great. So this is cool. Well, the yarmulke thing is actually a real thing. There are places that are collecting yarmulkes to make masks, which I didn't know that at the time that I posted it. But I guess if people have a lot of extra masks, I mean, yarmulkes, then, you know, put them to good use. Um, I do think that the masks are, you know, going to be a trend. I think that, you know, they're going to pass them out, even if it's not necessarily for that you I need them. I told you, and I told you, just say, I'm just, just saying. There's right. a professional opinion, boys. When we first, I will tell you, when we first posted that picture, and it's just a surgical mask that says the bar mitzvah, you know, someone's name on it. I got so many negative um, DMs, people saying, how dare you take the masks away from, you know, the doctors and everything and use them. And that's such a terrible suggestion. But the reality is, is once COVID is over, people are going to wear masks. And actually, I was in... Um, Asia in December and January. Um, we came back before the whole pandemic, but we were in um, Japan and China and Hong Kong. And we were the minority there because everyone there wears masks and that's like their norm. We were not wearing them. We probably should have been now knowing what was going on there. We didn't know at the time, but I do think that masks are going to be um, a trend of bar bat mitzvah. And I also think that gloves are too, especially during the horror. People aren't going to want to touch each other's hands. 
So it, it, it's funny, Beth, because we're actually getting <clears throat> comments right now that nobody wants them. That so I'm I'm up in the air. Like I think if it's attacked with with tact and with taste um, as best as possible, like I think we have to not make fun of the situation, but. When these events are coming to fruition and we're back and we're partying, like nobody want nobody is gonna wanna party about the elephant in the room. They're gonna wanna find a way to embrace this. We got five hours or four hours or whatever we decided to do on a Wednesday, a Thursday, his birthday, whenever it is. People wanna turn up and have a great time. So I think we can kinda light it without, you know, poking at it because it is a serious thing, one hundred percent. But you know, a it's mask for these 13 year old boys i'm sorry it's lights out like you could sell them for probably you know if the kids had 25 dollars in cash they'd pay for them so i mean it's for sure and i will tell you even before this entire thing you know i saw an event that i don't know if i posted it but you know i look i see tons of events and people people send me events all the time and one of the giveaways on the dance floor were I think off-white masks because they were cool, not because right. you know they necessarily needed them. So there is a coolness factor a little bit to them. I mean, now I know it's recommended and in Michigan, you're not even allowed to go in a store right now without a mask. So I don't see how parties are gonna go on without masks, but there is a coolness factor to them too. You know, a lot of like the top cool brands, especially for boys, they've been selling masks for years. Right, I, I, think, that's, I think that's the big difference. Um, I know that, for a, a few of my families who are very, very nervous and concerned about the health regulation, getting back to normal is going to be very, very difficult. But I think that there's a big win here in that there is trends. And like I, I teach college students and a lot of my college students come into class before this. I'm talking about like a, a year ago, came in with masks. And I thought it was silly, but it is a <clears throat> pop culture trend. For so, sure. I think that in Jordan's case, it when handled with tact and poise, maybe that is part of your premium giveaways. Um, maybe I hold the minority opinion here, but to have a mitzvah where masks are still absolutely necessary, does do you think that it's it's irresponsible to have a, an event where masks are still necessary? I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority opinion. And maybe it's because I'm so concerned about health. I mean, I have a, a, a seventh month, uh, a, a seventh month pregnant wife. Right. Uh, who's very at risk. Like I, I'm nervous that I'm going to be out there with everyone, you know, mixing it up in the best way that I know how, and then coming home to her where soon I'll have a newborn and whatnot, um, where I, I don't know, maybe I'm in the minority of that. I don't know. What do I, you guys think? Well, I do think that, you know, masks do protect you. So, you know, even if everything's all clear and let's just say COVID is, you know, there's, it's gone and we don't have it. It's just a, a way to protect you. So, I mean, obviously everyone's going to have to choose for their own party. I mean, I don't know what I would think about, you know, going through my pictures and everyone wearing masks and all the pictures and not even being able to see if anyone's smiling or what they're doing. I mean, I guess you can tell a little bit with their eyes, but it, who knows? I think that we have to see what the future brings and what's going on in the world. But I do think it's a trend. And I do think, like I said, gloves are also a trend, especially for the horror. I mean, I don't want to touch some random person's hand when there's a possibility that they could be sick or something, even if it's not. I'm a germaphobe to begin with. So I don't even like touching someone's hand on a good day when there's no illness. So, you know, I don't think it can hurt to have, you know, nice white gloves. I'm not saying have like rubber cheap gloves, but you know, it's, you know, something and I, I think it might right. be cool. 
I mean, I put agree. on a put on have some like neon gloves and turn on the yeah. black light during a horror. How cool would that be? Let's we, have some fun. We yeah. were ready to do like this was, you know. Uh, the last event I did was uh, March 7th, and I was ready to give my client on March 14th a black light hora and pass out white gloves just because it's I so wanted them to have their event. So there will be opportunities to do to kill two birds with one stone in that you're protecting those who feel like they need to be protected as well as provide a wow factor of sorts. I saw a caterer um, from a, a vendor of mine carrying around a cocktail tray with hand sanitizer on it. Kind of like like food, that too. right? Um, but I know that we're we're kind of up against the clock. So, Mike, you got one more for us? I do, Beth. I'm loving your Instagram. I, I'm Thanks. like really diving into it. That's why if you keep seeing my face turning the other way, I've got another computer screen. Um, I just turned the boys onto this, so they're they're. I'm, I'm they're, so glad you like away, it. So, so I, what I'm seeing, it, it, two things I want to make a point on. Number one, there's so much color. So I think. You know, talking about trends, like bright color, yeah, huge. But the one that popped out to me was actually the black and white Zoe and Nate. So obviously twins or siblings, and it, it's all black and all white. And and guys, I mean, how often do we hear families who are like, my kids are polar opposite. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I got one boy, one girl. Uh, for those who have twins, you got to go to the Mitzvah List Instagram. Uh, this is such a dope setup like the dance floor is half black half white um the names are are split in black and white the logo split like it truly is telling the story that these kids are different but they're you know the same they're you know like i love this setup so uh i i myself am getting inspiration from your page that's the point that i'm, I'm so trying to bad. make um and I, I think that anybody who's planning would be silly to not you know take a couple minutes out of their day and go here and um, I, I'd like to ask you what other resources besides the Instagram, you mentioned Facebook and your website, uh, where do you think people should go and look for ideas? I mean, I think there's ideas, you know, everywhere and it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's barn bot mitzvah related. I mean, you can get ideas from, I mean, there's stuff on my um, Instagram that's not necessarily wasn't made for a bar mitzvah. No one's even done it for a bar mitzvah, but I think, you know, any place you can go on. Some people go on Pinterest. I'm not like the hugest Pinterest fan. I mean, just like Google what your what your kids are into for some ideas and for in, inspiration. So, um, you know, any place you go, like you can see right now on the thing, there's a thing that has tape hanging from the ceiling. That was not at a bar about mitzvah. That was at, um, there's a company called like- Oh, MT yeah, those tape streamers, right? Yeah. The tape streamers? Yeah. Killer. I yeah, mean, it, awesome. it's a company called MT Tape that that was a trade show display that they had. So I think you can get inspiration any place. It doesn't necessarily awesome. have to be for bar and bat mitzvahs, but you know, anything that you look at there, you know, you can always get ideas from it and always, you know, you don't have to do necessarily because that tape thing, you know, looked cool. You don't have to do exactly something like that. Get ideas from mitzvah list and make them into your own. So it's something different and unique for yourself. You don't have to copy exactly what someone else did. I know that we, we've actually, as a brand too, taken a lot of inspiration. We're we're fortunate enough to be able to be, a, you know, a multi-op company that can build from within, create. So like your entire site is just inspiration, like overload, at least for me. And I'm like, so and glad. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep up the good work for real. Thank you um, very much. Any closing tips to share with any of our listeners? You know, just keep being creative, think outside the box, you know, come up with something different. And when you do, 
send it to mitzvah list so we can post about it on our instagram that's it that's nice. nice and while you're hitting that too beth why don't you let everybody know maybe your email if they have another question how they could find you reach you and, and reach out sure absolutely so you can go on mitzvahlist.com our instagram is at mitzvahlist same thing with facebook it's mitzvahlist and you can email us at info at mitzvahlist.com with any questions that you have. And we get tons of questions. We get tons of DMs and emails from different parents who are planning. We're happy to help you answer questions or direct you to different vendors. Um, and we're always looking to expand our site. We're actually right now expanding into New York. So we have, we'll have we have a lot of new um, New York vendors on there soon. So we'll see you soon. We're right, yeah. That's right in our neck of the woods. <laughs> Very exciting. We would love to have you. <laughs> Awesome. Dylan, you want to send us home? This has been probably one of my favorite podcast segments yet. And we did, we did episode 60, right? <laughs> Beth, you have been absolutely amazing. You've hit on everything that I think our families are, are worried about and you've given them inspiration. You've given them hope. You've given them tips and tricks on how to navigate these these times. And I I speak for all of us when I say thank you for your time. Yes, it's you. super thank super you. valuable. Uh, I see this podcast going down in history as one of the most <laughs> helpful podcasts because at the very very at the very least we're directing our families to an awesome site uh, and an you. awesome resource. So keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank um, you so much for having me. This was so much fun. We'll have to do it again soon. Can't wait. And then, and then we'll get to make another cool monumental episode. Absolutely. I would love it. <laughs> so it's been Mastering Mitzvahs podcast live, rebranding it for our Facebook Live episode 60. Jordan Marshall, Mike Langsner, Dylan Weissman, and our very special guest, Beth from Mitzvah List. Thank you guys so much for yeah. tuning in. And we will see you all real soon. Thank you, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.